0: Greetings, Hushlings, and welcome back to another installment of the Declassified Discussions. I'm Declassified Dave.
1: And I'm Sherry Mike. And I'm Slick Frank Sanders. Today, we are graced with a spiritual practices mentor with years of experience in meditation, astral projection, and lucid dreaming.
2: Yes, he wrote the book, Astral Projection and Lucid Dreaming, Spiritual Revelations and Out-of-Body Experiences
0: in Higher Dimensions, which quickly reached number one on Amazon's best-selling new releases list in three different categories, spiritual self-help, out-of-body experiences, and occult astral projection books.
1: Hushlings, please welcome Mr. Vincent Field. Vincent, thank you so much for being here with us today. We appreciate your time.
3: Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me.
1: Before we get into the episode, please let our cult, I mean our society, know what you have going on in your world and what you're all about.
3: I've been practicing astral projection and lucid dreaming, among other uh, spiritual practices for the past 22 years. Earlier this year, I published a book detailing a lot of my experiences over the years, explaining uh, the methods that I use to induce these experiences. Yeah, that's been my primary focus. I'm currently writing my second book, which details my more recent experiences, particularly uh, since uh, the pandemic and I'm also producing a video series, an instructional video series, teaching techniques for astral projection and lucid dreaming. And I've got some other big plans in the works.
1: Before we got into this interview and, and looking into your work, my number one question was going to be about the procedure of astral projection. We will definitely get into that later on because I am extremely curious about that.
3: There are... Uh, Many different uh, techniques, and methods that can be used to to induce these experiences. In a general sense, for for astral projection, the prerequisite uh, state that you want to induce is uh, body asleep and mind awake. So typically, you'll induce a, a particular type of meditation to, to reach that state. And uh, you know, with lucid dreaming, there are different types of lucid dreams. The standard kind is when you gain lucidity while in a dream, so you become aware of the fact that you're dreaming, and typically to induce this type of experience, it requires some type of subconscious trigger, which kind of causes you to to question your reality and you realize that you're in a dream. Uh, There's also another type of lucid dream, which is induced directly from a waking state similar to astral projection. And, you know, the, the method for inducing this is a bit different than astral projection. But I've always preferred the, the direct methods. And by direct methods, I mean the the techniques that you do directly from a waking state. And, you know, it seemed like my lucid dreaming practice, particularly the, the indirect experiences of, you know, spontaneously becoming aware inside a dream, these seem to be a natural result of my other practices with astral projection. And it seems to just have an overall development on my consciousness where one practice kind of amplified my other practices.
0: Can it be dangerous, any of the stuff that you're, you're doing? I mean, obviously, you probably wouldn't do it too often if it was extremely dangerous.
3: Yeah, you know, I found myself in certain situations over the years that were less than pleasant. There are entities out there. Who are not so friendly, and uh, I have suffered uh, attacks, spiritual attacks, while out of my body uh, on multiple occasions. But these are very rare. The possibility does exist uh, of having an experience like this, and so it's definitely something to to be aware of. But you know, over twenty two years of regularly practicing this and you know exploring other dimensions, these negative experiences are the the vast minority uh so you know all of the the positive um, you know enlightening revelatory just beyond words incredible experiences those are the majority and you know they more than make up for the handful of of negative
0: experiences that i've had can you elaborate or if you're comfortable with elaborating on what one of those spiritual attack experiences would be like
3: sure i'll tell you about the first one It was in the the early days of my practice, and I was out of my body. I was in a a lower astral dimension, and typically you'll encounter these negative entities in the lower dimensions. And um, it basically came at me from behind and grabbed my shoulder, and I felt what seemed like claws dig into my shoulder. And you know, now. I'm out of my body. It's not my physical body that is being affected. It's uh my astral body or energy body, whatever you want to call it. It, it is hmm. it is a body. It's more of a like a spiritual level body. But you know, we have the physical body which operates in the physical dimension, and then we have these other spiritual bodies that correspond to, you know, spiritual or non-physical levels of reality. So you're not just out there as just like a point of consciousness, like you do experience a, a body of some kind, and so this entity grabbed my my shoulder from behind, and I immediately felt this this deep pain just sinking into my shoulder, and I immediately knew that I was I was being grabbed by by some type of malevolent entity, and it really hurt, and I immediately snapped back into my body. Uh, what happens? is there seems to be a type of protection mechanism of sorts where if you're out of your body and you experience an extreme state of, of fear or there's some kind of threat, you'll al- almost automatically uh, re-enter your body. And so, so that happened. I, I re-entered my body and I, and I felt this pain in my physical body's shoulder and, and this pain lingered for, for a few minutes after. Over the years, other experiences like this, not just pain, but like love and bliss and and these higher uh, states of energy that you can experience in higher dimensions. These have also had lingering effects in my physical body after the experience. You know, that informed me of, of the connection, the real connection between the physical body and these higher-level energy bodies that we uh, occupied during these experiences.
2: Vincent, that is some absolutely incredibly interesting stuff and all of this lucid dreaming and astral projection is completely alien to me i'm not very well versed in this stuff whatsoever and i I don't want to like dwell on the negative aspect of it with these encounters with malevolent beings but the question that i'm getting is is there anything that you've figured out over your 20 plus years of practice that you can prevent these sort of interactions in any way or lessen the, the frequency of them? For
3: sure. Um, you know, like I mentioned, these typically take place in, in the lower dimensions. And in a general sense, in the beginning of your practice, you will more commonly project into the lower dimensions. And over time, with practice and, and development, you begin to access higher and higher dimensions. And so, these experiences typically don't take place in the higher dimensions because, well, the entities, let's say these negative entities, how it works is whatever being is out here, uh, out there in the astral dimensions, well, their own state of, of energy is reflected by, well, the, their character and the quality of their consciousness. And, and so, let's say there's a, a person or an entity who is essentially evil well, their their energy, like their essence, is going to, to consist of this this lower level resonance. And so they will naturally attune to lower dimensional levels that are in sync with that same level of energy. And over time, your own your own energy, your own consciousness. Uh, begins to kind of accelerate and, and develop and you're able to attune your own consciousness to higher and higher levels of reality which like I said correspond with the state of energy in these higher dimensions and, and so, part of it is gaining the ability to, to enter these higher realms where these negative entities don't exist and where they essentially they, they can't get to because their own energy just uh, doesn't sink there there are uh, other methods that I've I've discovered over the years. Something that works if you are in that kind of situation is projecting love essentially, cultivating a feeling of love within you and projecting it out. And what will happen is whatever entity is near you or is affecting you in some way, they're just gone. And uh, at first, I thought it may be that this love, well, it's it's a higher level energy, right? And these entities consist of this lower level entity. So, I thought it was more of a like a a repelling force and they were, you know, basically uh, fleeing from this love that I was generating. But I actually started to realize that what I was actually doing was increasing my own energy and I myself was was shifting into a higher level of, of reality. In which these lower level entities did not have access to so by doing this you're essentially transcending into a a higher dimension rather than directly affecting these lower level entities
1: let's say that you had to put some sort of a physical description to what you are seeing in these dimensional levels what would it be the lower dimensions versus the higher
3: okay sure the lower dimensions tend to look a lot like the physical world and essentially how it works is the lower the dimension is, the closer in frequency it is to the physical dimension. So, you can consider the lowest dimension to be the non-physical dimension that's just slightly higher than the physical dimension. And these lower dimensions tend to look a lot like the physical world. And typically, they, they're they also dark. You'll usually project and it'll seem like it's night time. And that's typically the nature of these, these lower level dimensions. And then, you know, so like I said, the lower levels are almost exact duplicates of, of the physical world. But as you get higher and higher, things start to, to really diverge from the physical world and what we're used to in this level of reality. And things just become more, more unique and abstract. And it seems like the lower levels, they don't seem negative in and of themselves, but they're more neutral right? They, they lack um, any kind of, I don't know, emotional or energetic resonance in the sense that, well, in the higher dimensions, they tend to permeate with a particular um, quality of energy. And usually this is like a blissful energy. And so, when you're immersed in these dimensions, you're also immersed in, in this energy that radiates throughout these dimensions, which like I said, is like loving bliss. And as you get higher, this increases more and more and you know sometimes you'll be in such a high dimension and the corresponding energy of this dimension is is so intense it's like the the greatest feeling of bliss that you could ever imagine there's nothing in the physical world that even comes close to it and in terms of of the environments they can get really hard to explain once you start really getting up there but how do i even begin to explain it well consider our our physical perceptions like we see something with our eyes and we hear something with our ears and so on. Well, perceptions in these higher dimensions are essentially multi-dimensional perceptions or multi-perceptual in the sense that you don't just hear something but but the sound manifests in all these other ways uh, which can... Can be really almost impossible to explain, and the same as with emotions that you feel, you don't just feel, but the experience manifests in in these abstract ways, and that goes with with all the perceptions. And you know, in some of these higher dimensions, it seems like there is um, there's music playing throughout the entire dimension, and it's the most beautiful music that you could ever imagine. Like nothing in this physical world compares to that. And it would be impossible to replicate it. And yeah, so like this music, you hear it, but but you feel it. And it manifests in these different visual I don't know, shapes and geometric patterns. And it, it gets really trippy.
2: So I've got something on that. And while you were talking about the lower levels, lower realms of astral projecting, what you were saying gave me goosebumps. It made my heart pound, my jaw dropped. Because I've had reoccurring settings of dreams probably for the past two or three years now. I haven't talked to anybody about it besides my girlfriend. Like I haven't talked to Mike or Dave about this because I didn't think anything of it until what you just said. And I don't know if that's astral projection or not. I can't say for sure, which is why I'm going to explain it and see what you think. I have this reoccurring... It's not even a reoccurring dream. It's just a reoccurring setting of the town that I did most of my growing up in. And in those dreams, it's always nighttime and all of the lights outside of all of the buildings, they're illuminated, but very dimly. I wouldn't even explain it as I would a different dream. It doesn't feel incredibly different, if anything, just more vivid. Do you think that's possible astral projection without knowing? Is that a thing? Like without trying to? Sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the reality is that everyone projects
3: every time we go to sleep. It's actually a a natural process that happens when the body falls asleep. But usually our minds also lose consciousness. So we're unaware of these projections. Uh, Some dreams are actually recollections of astral projections you know, the typical dream is considered to be a fabrication of the subconscious mind, right? But, you know, throughout the years, experimenting with different states of consciousness between astral projection, lucid dreaming and dreaming, I've learned, I've come to understand the the connection between these states and they kind of almost exist like in a spectrum of consciousness and so, you can actually shift between these, these different states and these different levels Of non-physical reality. And so, yeah, what you're saying, it could be, you know, memories of astral projections. Maybe you're, you're not fully conscious in the experience, but the thing is how it works is our consciousness operates on multiple levels of reality simultaneously, but we only experience one particular level at a time. Like we're focused in on one level, but there are things happening in the background in other levels. And, you know, you start to learn that once you in my case, once I began to experience these multiple levels, not just shifting between one and the other, but actually experiencing them simultaneously. So you said they weren't necessarily dreams. Um, Was it uh, an experience that you had like throughout the night, like maybe while you were sleeping?
2: Yeah, like a a regular dream to me feels dreamlike. What you would explain as dreamlike and those they're a little bit more surreal. I'm never indoors. I'm typically just like walking around. There's not people with me i'm not dreaming of friends or relatives it's just me wandering this town that i like grew up in and it's always nighttime and there's always lights outside of the buildings that are like kind of dimmed it's weird yeah that actually uh
3: points at um a characteristic of astral projection which is well during dreams and lucid dreams there's typically some kind of story manifesting there's um some kind of situation and you're immersed in that situation and you know of course with a dream that's that's always how it is and even if you become lucid in the dream that story will still play out uh only you know in that case you're you're aware of your situation in the dream and you know you can you can change things and alter the experience and just have total control over it but with astral projection there isn't that that story being played out And uh, what you can do to shift from a lucid dream into an astral projection is basically raise your awareness to a level high enough that it transcends the subconscious mind's manifestation in creating uh, whatever particular story is, is being carried out. And so, what you said, like, there are no people, there's nothing happening, just you exploring. Well. That's what astral projection is. I, I would think if you're having a dream, there would be some kind of, you know, situation being char- being played out with, you know, other characters and it wouldn't just be you roaming around. So, yeah, that definitely sounds like a, a projection into the astral.
1: Frank is a wanderer. Dude,
3: <laughs>
2: th- that freaked me out. I'm a little bit freaked out by that
1: if you had any kind of advice for frank on how he could use this to get to higher <laughs> levels of dimension what what should he do now that he's kind of slipped into that realm and he knows that he's able to do it how could he consciously move to a different dimension from there and how would i know that i
2: have
3: the first consideration is whether you are actually consciously aware during these experiences or if you're you're not and you're remembering the experiences
2: like after the fact, like a typical dream. What is the case? I don't even know. Like I, I remember them wake when I wake up, but how would I know if I was conscious during it? You know, I, essentially the same way, you know, you're conscious
3: now and like tomorrow you'll wake up and you'll remember, you know, this moment we're having right now. And you'll remember the fact that you're conscious of it. It, it basically works the same way regardless of whether you are conscious during these experiences or not, one thing you can do is you can do a little self-hypnosis or or subconscious programming and set the intention that next time you are having this experience, you will become consciously aware. And you can do this through affirmations before bed. Those are really helpful. And yeah, essentially just uh, setting that intention and having it seep into the subconscious mind through repeating affirmations. And uh, you can do types of meditation for that before bed. What it will do is it will program your subconscious mind to gain uh, lucidity to become aware while you're having that particular experience. And, you know, it's very similar to the method for um, inducing a, a lucid dream, right? You, you set the subconscious program and, and it triggers your lucidity at your desired whatever time or situation you want it to happen.
0: You mentioned consciousness being like multi-layered and we're in different realities all the time. I mean, that makes a lot of sense in the sense that my conscious reality of me watching the three of you right now is me doing that, but I could also be thinking about, you know, the way that I think about it is I could think be thinking about what I'm going to eat for lunch in the back of my head too. And at the same time, that's two realities for me personally. Can you explain a little bit to some of our listeners what your personal thoughts on what consciousness would be? What is consciousness? Yeah, like your thoughts, even just your personal opinion on what it could be if it's categorized as the soul or where does it come from, why we can move about in different realms and dimensions. And (laughs) is all the stuff that you're doing with altering your consciousness, is it non-chemical? A lot of the things that you mentioned with the geometric patterns and the sound is uh, something that somebody would be indicative with taking like dimethyltryptamine. Can you do it without doing that?
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't use any drugs or or AIDS like that. It's all natural. And essentially, these types of spiritual experiences, it's not so much the physical aspects in creating the experiences, but it's the the experience having this physical effect in terms of, I don't know, your neurology or the chemicals that are released at that time. Yeah, it's actually, I mean, in my opinion and the way I understand things, when you project from the body and you have these experiences, it's the experiences themselves that cause the the changes in your, your physicality. And so, consciousness, our consciousness is so much greater than we understand and experience. Right now, it seems like we're where these individuals living this life in this physical world with this physical body, the reality is who we are is so much greater than that. And you can experience this uh, firsthand, and I have. And there is uh, something called the higher self. And the higher self is essentially who we are as conscious spiritual entities at the highest level of our being. And who we are here as these particular individuals with, you know, these these names that our parents gave us living this current life here on earth. Well, this is just a a small portion, just a small aspect of this greater entity that we actually are. And so you can experience this higher level of your own consciousness. And we are actually comprised of multiple individuals having different lives and different locations throughout different periods of times. We're all connected through the higher self. So, the higher self is this enormous consciousness that is able to kind of split itself off and send probes, you can call them, to have different lives, to gain different experiences with the purpose of accumulating knowledge and, and learning and spiritual development in in a way that it can basically maximize you know, our our time here. So, we're not just this one person, you know, gaining whatever lessons we gain from this one life, but at this higher level, we're actually incarnating simultaneously into all these different places and throughout time. And at the level of the higher self, you experience this fact and you experience yourself as no longer just your limited uh, identity in this one particular body. But you experience yourself also as all of these other individuals and you're all connected at this higher level. You're all one consciousness. But as you get down into the, these lower dimensional levels, there's a type of, how can you call it? It's like you, you kind of forget who you truly are at this higher spiritual level. And this is by design because we need to be fully immersed in this level of reality to actually gain whatever lessons that we're here to gain. Because if we're living this life with full spiritual knowledge, there wouldn't really be anything to, to learn, there'd be no growth there. It's a really complex uh, situation. And yeah, so to answer like, what is consciousness? Well, it's so much more than most people have any concept of, but you can experience it firsthand in these, in these higher levels out of your body. wild stuff man a lot of people consider reincarnation to be a cyclical process where your current body dies you're born into the next body that one dies you're born into the next one basically sequentially through time but the reality is you know from from my experience is that um it's more of a simultaneous process because at the level of the higher self well these Dimensions transcend time; they're beyond time. So when we come back down to this lower level, we experience time. At this higher level, there is no time. So when you when you have an experience of integrating with your higher self, you experience all of these other incarnations simultaneously, and you realize it, it's not you as your particular identity who is coming back into another body, but it's actually a completely different individual. Who, you know, at this higher, highest level of the higher self, you're all just one consciousness. But it's, it's almost like the higher self takes particular qualities from its own consciousness and puts them together to form this lower level identity that we experience ourselves as. And so, we're all basically just small aspects of our larger consciousness temporarily having this limited experience after this life the afterlife. Essentially, we reintegrate with the higher self, you know, after our purpose here is complete, you know, in this system of reality, you know, we're, we're here for a reason, right? And essentially, that reason is, is spiritual growth and development and learning and learning more of who we are and who we can be as, as conscious spiritual entities. And yeah, beyond that, it can be pretty elusive, you know, as physical beings, you know, we have to make sense of things using physical concepts. But the reality of these other dimensions, well, they're beyond physical concepts. I mean, it doesn't really make sense to like to ask for proof of something that is non-physical using physical concepts. And so, it can get tricky to to truly explain and understand some of these really higher level processes and in the situation
2: taking it back to the entities that someone may encounter do you think that there's a chance that these ultra terrestrials might actually be the demonic and heavenly angelic type entities that are talked about in religious texts tapping into our dream states that could cause possessions and or enlightenments on the other side. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah. The, these
3: entities, uh, I'm sure I've been around, you know, since the, the beginning of time, right? The entities that, that I've encountered, well, a lot of them are not human and they're they're not physical beings either. And, you know, I've encountered entities that, that look like aliens. I've encountered uh, angels and, you know, everything in between and yeah it definitely makes sense that there's some correspondence between yeah like more ancient depictions of particular spiritual entities and what we can experience now if if we have these projections
1: We previously spoke with Dr. Bruce Goldberg, who does future and past life progression and regression, and he got a little bit into astral projection, and he had some interesting stories about regression and progression during hypnosis with some of his patients. Do you have any knowledge of these activities? Do you know of, of any other lives that we can access and get information and knowledge from through these techniques or through astral projection or lucid dreaming? Is there any way to explore those past lives that way?
3: Yeah, definitely. Like I mentioned, if you tap into the higher self, then you will experience These other incarnations, and I I wouldn't call them past lives because some of them are concurrent, you know, and some of them are are future. But you you can tap into those and gain information. And I've had other types of experiences where um, particular entities have basically given me the knowledge, have revealed to me information about who I am, not just in past lives, but in lives as other types of entities, like non-human in other systems of reality. That's and so, wild. yeah, the reality is pretty wild because uh, it, it's not just <laughs> past lives as humans, but it's it's
0: so much more complex than that. You're not mm. just talking like a past life as a cat. You're talking an actual entity like us that could think and not just like, oh, I got reincarnated into a squirrel or I have a different what some people would joke about. But like you're talking about highly advanced beings.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. This one particular experience comes to mind. I was out of my body and and this this entity uh, appeared before me and it, it basically looked like an alien. And it opened up this telepathic link between us. And it was like, I, I received this, this download of information. But it, it wasn't just information. It was like, I was reliving experiences and memories and, and remembering uh, something about myself that I had forgotten, which was that in another level of reality, I am having a life right now as a member of this particular entity's species or whatever you want to call it, as this alien. Not only that, but I shared uh the, the strong bond, this r- relationship with this entity that that was in front of me. And it was just such an incredible experience to to remember that and to 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 be made aware of that. And and then this entity it approached me and wrapped its arms around me. And then there was this like explosion of bliss, like within me. And it felt like my identity was just like disintegrating. And uh, it was such an intense experience. Yeah. Like I said, it's not just past human lives, but yeah, there's a a lot more to
0: it than that. That's incredible.
1: That kind and of takes into account the idea that the higher self, the higher consciousness that you were speaking of is not only Available to our human selves, but also to any other realm version of ourselves, galactically or uni- universally, let's say th- that our higher self is not just the human race, it it's everything in, in all encompassing.
3: Yeah, and you know, um, if you're able to project into the really higher dimensions, uh, you'll experience this firsthand a unification. With, with God and with all of creation and with all of consciousness. And it's kind of reminded me of what you just said. And hey, I, I wanted to mention that during these higher level experiences, like I said, there's this unification. And it also seems like it, you have a direct connection with the source of truth. And this is something that we, we don't experience here in the physical world, but you're given like instant insight into the nature of your your experience that you're having out in these other dimensions and you can be made known um, or it can be revealed to you certain things that it's not just like someone coming up to you and telling you oh this is how it is or like showing you proof but it's like like I said you have this connection with the source of truth and th- this fact is beyond doubt when you actually experience it right so you know here in this physical world we believe things and you know we have proof for things, and it's it all seems to be outside of ourselves. And so it, in these experiences, it's like you're you're tapped in to the source of knowledge. When I say things like, "Well, it was revealed to me that I have this other life in another system of reality as another type of of being," it wasn't just like this alien showed me pictures of myself in a past life, <laughs> but it was like I, I experienced it firsthand. And uh, there's no doubt that this was and is the reality, but it's something that you have to experience to really understand. And, you know, things like that probably sound pretty crazy to most people, which is understandable, but my goal has never been to convince people of these things. It's more to share my experiences and help others to have their own experiences. Uh, I'm not so much into debates on whether it's true or not.
1: When you're experiencing the alien part, of your being and going into that life? Is it for what seems like extended periods of time or if they, are they blips of memories or not so much to put a time frame on it, but is it years going by? Is it the highlight reel? What are you seeing in those moments and how long are they lasting?
3: It, it seems to be pretty fast, almost like, like an instantaneous download. And then you kind of experience all of it in the moment. And so, if you were to actually like span it out in chronological order, it, it would probably encompass quite some time. But it's almost like just everything all at once. You know, there, there can be issues in actually processing all of it. My experience and my memories and what, I t- what I've taken from these is most certainly not the entire picture of what actually took place. Uh, but it's, it's just enough that, you know, my conscious mind was able to to process it and make sense of it and, you know, bring it back into to this world.
2: So just so that I'm understanding correctly, these sorts of experiences that you're talking about, not all of them may be an actual conscious experience, whereas it might actually more so be the recollection of a lot of experiences that you're getting all at one time, which you you then get played out sort of. Well, my experiences that I've been sharing, that I share in my book, these are all
3: conscious experiences, right? As as far as uh, what you mentioned, it, it reminded me of, of what I said about us having experiences in multiple levels of reality simultaneously, but only being aware of one, even though, you know, the rest are still taking place. And, you know, so sometimes these other levels of experience can be remembered like as dreams and things like that. Uh, but that's not exactly what I'm talking about. It's difficult
1: to wrap your head around all of it.
0: I would say like with all of these different realms and something going back to one higher consciousness and oneself, what are your thoughts on all of it being a created simulation because of all the different realities that could be playing out at once?
3: Yeah, you know, um, I suppose it's possible. I mean, I I wouldn't say that it necessarily needs to be predetermined for it to be a, a simulation I guess similar to like, I don't know, if you're playing a video game, I guess you can consider that a simulation but you know, at the end you you have control of what your character does, right? I mean, would it make a difference or not like I guess in a sense even if you don't use the the terminology simulation, you know, in a way that's what this reality is in the sense that like, you know, who we are as consciousness, it's kind of just taking over this physical avatar for this temporary period of time and then, um, you know. The body dies and then we move on to other levels of reality. Yeah, I, I do believe there there's a, a creator. I've, I've experienced that, and so yeah, it pretty much sounds like a simulation to me, regardless of how you want to how, how you want to term it.
1: If you had one takeaway, let's say one message to send out to people who are interested in this, maybe even people that aren't interested in it, maybe people that just want to elevate how they're feeling and elevate their sense of purpose in the world and look inwards towards themselves, what would be the best course of action for people that are just trying to get the astral projection light or, you know, the the small version of it?
3: You know, I would start with learning about it, you know, like intellectually reading books about it, about people's experiences. And, you know, if the interest is there in actually exploring this firsthand, then you want to learn some, some techniques and just, just go for it. You know, that's what I did back when I was 14. I, I came across this idea of astral projection and I wanted to do it. I found a technique and within a week I was out of my body and you know, I've been doing it ever since. And that's essentially all it takes. And I, I think it's potentially very transformational because you experience uh, firsthand the fact that you are more than your body and you can experience these insights into the nature of the self and, and reality that are essentially just impossible to to gain without exploring these other levels of of consciousness. Yeah. It's more than just, you know, going out there and and having some fun, but there's, there's some real benefit that can be gained from these practices.
0: So buy his book, everybody to start there, do some research, purchase the book. That's crazy. You said one week. It's all it took for you to. Yeah. That was the standout point
1: for me. Also one week.
3: Yeah, you know, looking back, I realized there was a combination of factors. And, you know, I, I work with people who uh, so, sometimes they, they try for years and, and they're not able to do it. It's not just the technique. The method helps. And, you know, some techniques are more effective than others. But there are other factors that are just as important, such as, you know, your beliefs going into it. Whether you actually believe that you can do this or if you have some kind of fear-based belief, you're you're afraid to actually do it, you know, things like that are really going to hold you back. And and sometimes people have these limiting beliefs and they're not really aware of them. And so, you know, they, they try for months and years and and they're not aware of what's holding them back. They think, oh, it's just a technique, I'm doing something wrong, but it's uh, a deeper issue, right? And, you know, Looking back at, at myself when I started, I was I was open minded. I was confident. I, I believed I could do it. You know, I was dedicated. You know, I I tried every day for so long. For that first week, it was probably four or five days that I I tried at least once a day, sometimes twice a day. And then you know I was able to do it. But you know even after that, I was I was making my attempts regularly. You need to have that consistency and and that that dedication and the motivation too. You know, without motivation, in a general sense, these are just uh, crucial aspects if you want to succeed in anything.
2: Vince, before we wrap up, we want to give you a moment to promote yourself, promote your work, plug your socials, whatever it may be. Let our listeners know where they can find you as well as your work. Okay,
3: great. Yeah, um, you can find my book on on Amazon. Uh, you know, it's in um, paperback, Kindle. Audiobook, you know, whatever format you prefer, uh, we got you covered. And, um, you know, you can follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, you know, TikTok, uh, my username is the same for all of them. It's Vincent field author, just one word. And, um, you know, like I, I mentioned, I'm, uh, developing, uh, a video series for teaching, uh, you know, my techniques and methods And uh, these are being posted on my social media accounts. So I would definitely recommend checking those out too.
1: Yes, absolutely. And Hushlings, we will make sure to include all of Vincent's links in our show notes so that you can find him very easily. I just want to thank you again, Vincent, for stopping by. I know you definitely uh, blew some minds today, especially Frank is a little shook on on his experiences. Rather
3: enlightening. (laughs) Awesome, man. I'm glad to hear it.
1: Yes. Uh, Hushlings, join us next time for the next Declassified Discussions. I am Mystery Mike.
2: I'm Declassified Dave. And I'm Slick Frank Sanders.